You are now tuning in to Lex and RDDC Broadcast Station, serving up on the double doses for us all. Thank you and welcome back to the Real Double Dose channel. This is your host, Lex, coming to you straight from the heart where the talk is real and the vibe is always live. Like we always say, thank you for tuning in and being here with us again because here, serving a slice of real in everyday life is what RDC is all about. For any questions, show requests, or feedback as anything under the sun you can think of as always, reach out to us at Real Double Dose channel at yandex.com. That's Y-A-N-D-E-X.com and as well as Real Double Dose channel.blogspot.com. You can check out our expert guests so much more our links as well as the about me section disclaimers and anything you want for the books and you can sign up for the travel giveaways we know it's the COVID-19 going on hashtag you're staying at home but at the same time you still can sign up for these gift card giveaways as well as Puerto Vallarta Puerto Rico so many places Hawaii that are given so when it does end you'll be able to have it there so all the people who have claimed it already thank you and we appreciate you And I just want to say from all you who are on other platforms listening, which we do see you and we appreciate you from all across the international world. Thank you from TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, Spreaker.com. We have iTunes, iHeart, SoundCloud, Deezer, Google Cast, 16 plus links you can check out. But without further ado, we have our wonderful guest expert, and that is Professor Pete Alexander. Professor Pete Alexander is a recovering, hard driving leader with over 30 years of sales, marketing, and entrepreneurial experience. Pete successfully battled the negative effects of stress head on and developed the Lighten stress relief model that motivates his peers to take action in only a few minutes per day, which we all need. Okay. His friendly, humorous demeanor, which I can say Mr. Capri and customized approach relates well to his clients and guarantees full value. And it is delivered. It's sealed. It's signed because he is bomb.com. Thank you so much. And how are you doing, my dear? I'm fantastic, Lex. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, thank you for coming. You know what? We, I could have talked to you all day. Well, let's not even play. I'm like, you know, I know everyone's on here. Yeah, we 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 formally didn't meet, didn't meet, didn't meet, didn't meet. You know, the little action pause. But I mean, Professor Pete is off the chain. That's all I have to say. Yes. So you. <laughs> you are, and I love your personality and your spirit, and you make it to the point where. Man, I would be like, hey, can you be my personal therapist? We don't need Dr. Phil. We don't need Dr. <laughs> Phil. We have Dr. Alexander here. Okay. <laughs> That's right. It. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, like all of us are getting to the point of excitement of understanding how and what made you go on this wonderful climb that you're still accelerating on. Yeah. Well, it, it actually, it started uh, back in 2008. Um, it was a perfect storm of stressful activities that we can all appreciate. I mean, if you think we we all have had those times where the mental and emotional strain becomes so overwhelming. And 2008 was a perfect storm for me because I had all these responsibilities, both career and personal, that were all pulling me in different directions. And I ended up being diagnosed with stress-induced diabetes. Oh, and wow. No one in my family, no one in my family has diabetes. And and I, you know, I, I, I exercise regularly, so, you know, I'm in shape. And so everybody was saying, how could you have diabetes? Yet the crazy thing for me was I didn't listen to my body about what stress was doing to it. Instead, I continued to burn the candle at both ends for another 10 years wow. until I ended up in the emergency room with a severe case of diabetic ketoacidosis. And for the listeners who don't know what that is, my body was actually eating itself alive because of my stress. 
So I ended up, and then they transferred me first time in my life to the ICU. And I had to spend several days in the ICU recovering from this because I was one hour from being comatose because I pushed myself to the limit. Wow. So keto, so what was it like? Was it just kind of, I mean, I'm kind of green at that, but I'm saying what, what was it burning or something? Like we mean eating yeah, alive? So, so what happens is my sugars. So as a diabetic, um, our blood sugars are, are basically our pancreas stops producing enough insulin to, uh, give us the, um, to, to calm down the sugars in our body. Okay. And if, so if our sugars are really high, then what happens is our body starts to burn other tissues so that it can try and survive. And what, how crazy it was for me, I had pushed myself so hard putting my career uh, in front of my health that when I was uh, uh, admitted to the hospital, they first thought I was having a heart attack because I was very lethargic and it could barely move. And then they, they measured my sugars and it was off the charts. These are medical grade devices, and it, all it could say was high, which means oh. that I, I was running over 800. And oh my just God. to get perspective, normal blood sugars, you want to have them around 80 to 100. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was, it, it, they, they had, I was super dehydrated. Uh, and then here's the crazy thing. So you would think that that would, uh, shock me into doing something about it. Actually not. A couple days into the ICU, and mind you, my boss at the time knew I had, I was in the emergency room and knew I was in the ICU after that. I get this text at about 6 a.m. and, you know, the hospital staff was poking me every half an hour. So you don't sleep in hospitals. It's a farce to think that you get a good night's rest. Seriously, Um, yeah. So, but the, so at about 6 a.m. I get this text from my boss saying, you have a webinar, you need to run at eight o'clock, what are you going to do about it? And I'm looking at that, and I'm going, oh my gosh, I completely forgot, because you know, I was trying to focus on my health. And what a surprise, I don't have my laptop in the ICU, I just had my phone. So I'm pushing the envelope of trying to uh, reschedule this, uh, this webinar. And since they were checking my blood every half an hour, Finally, on the second day, it had come back down into normal, or, well, more normal, reasonable, you know, with a, a couple, 150 or so. So you could see the slope coming down. And as soon as they checked my blood again, once I got this text, it was a 90 degree angle and my blood sugars were shooting straight back up. And wow. what happened was the nurse at the time, she just said, you realize that this is what put you in this hospital bed in the first place. Ooh. And that was the epiphany moment that I needed to hear from a complete stranger. Yeah. And I went, what am I doing to myself? Yeah. So I just started to focus on, you know, different stress relief tools and techniques that I read about, I was told about, etc. And so once I started applying uh, all these different techniques, not only did my uh, stress start going down, my blood sugars stayed down, I lost weight, and my energy went way, way up. So it was kind of like I had found the fountain of youth. Yeah. And 
several of my friends and, and co-workers and stuff, they said, you ought to write a book about this. And so I did, and, and it took off uh, on Amazon, and it was a lot of fun to, to, to write the book, and, and uh, you know, and, and that's what put me on this new new path where I realized that there are a lot of people in the same position that I was where I was making the very bad trade of my mental and physical health, my career or other responsibilities. And the reality is, without your health, nothing else matters. Because if you think about it, the last time that you were really sick, you know, whether it was a flu or something else, did you feel like doing anything other than lying in bed? Very true. Probably, very probably true. not. And so it doesn't matter what job you have. doesn't matter uh, the, the, the family or friends or whatever else you want to do. If you don't have your health, you're not going to want to do anything else. No, no. And you know what? I have to, I have to, well, double take piggyback on that. I noticed that too. Like when you're sitting there sick, uh, things are going on. It's just to the whole point where you don't care. And I, I was like, I was getting, um, after my sister had passed, like well, in 2018, I was getting that point where I would eat something and it would completely just not settle in my stomach. Like literally I was going through, I thought it was dairy poisoning at first, but it was to the point where everything came up. I mean, like I got so sick. I thought I was going to die. My spine felt like it was snapping in half. I mean, I laid there just shivering and shaking and I just tasted salt for over 24 hours and I couldn't get back up on my feet for five days. And I could not think of a social media, a web page, a phone call that ever made me feel like I could care less when your health is in that point. And the same thing right now with stress. I am very bad at it where. I get to the point where I just internalize it and I try to make it not just like, oh, it's a positive day. It's going to be okay. And inside I'm dying, but it's to the point where my like hives break out. Now I notice that like hives break out. You can't really see them, but you feel them. And I'm like, I see something on the news and all of a sudden I'm like, oh gosh, here we go. Here we go. I can't even mm-hmm. deal. I exactly. can't even deal. And, and it's really hard. That's one of the things I always recommend to people, especially nowadays is don't watch the news that if unless you you know because I was a I was a marketing major when I first went to college, and I can tell you that you know the classic thing like the Wizard of Oz looking behind the curtain. The whole thing is it's all about ratings, and yeah. the you know the sadly as human nature we're not as drawn to the good news as we are to the bad news. So uh-huh. that's what the news sources they send out all the bad information. So, you know, it's way more um, attractive to them to talk about the number of people who died from COVID-19 versus the way more people who've actually recovered. Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's similar to, you know, that classic, if we've, you know, we've all probably been in a, in a, uh, a traffic jam where, you know, there's a car on the side of the road and it might be just somebody changing their tire. No big deal. But we all have to look because we want to, you know, we want to see the macabre, the gore, but we don't really want to see it, but we can't help but look, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, so it's, just, it, it's so it's tempting. It's so tempting. It's just human nature. Yeah, that drama, that drama filled. Uh-huh. You'll click on something that says man gets torn apart from a tiger. But when it oh, comes yeah. down to someone just winning, you know, the lotto, you're like, I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> Let me see the gore. I can relate to someone getting chopped, you know, a little bit or something like that. I mean, I know that when it came down to having uh, to deal with diabetes issues, I know my uncle passed away from that a few years ago before my sister did. They had amputated his second leg and he didn't 
I mean, I guess through that process, he told the doctors he felt everything when they were doing it. Um, but his was to the point, I didn't understand what he was saying about stress relation because all of a sudden, like his sugars were just super spiked. And at the time he had, re- I think he retired from, uh, the GM or something plant. I don't know what it was. Motortown city. I can't. Okay. I know it's wrong, but I can't. And he retired from there and he was like him and his wife were taking medication, each other's medication every other day to just make it last. So I was like, wow, from that right there. And then a lot of them, like even my cousin, he gets to the point where his blood sugars are 38. Uh, different, oh, yeah, different ones. Well, that's and, really low. That's really, really yeah, low. Yeah. I mean, cause when I heard about Holly oh. Berry getting it, I was like, Holly Berry had collapsed on set, I guess. And I'm like, wow, this mm-hmm. thing. And mine got to the point where my doctor was like, look, we're going to have to make sure we monitor what's going on. Cause she had told me something. And you know what? I'm glad you brought this up, Professor P, because my doctor was telling me that she's like, you're a very like high stress case. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she goes, everything affects you. Like I went in there, my blood pressure was off the charts, everything. And as soon as when I kind of tapped my mind into trying to do something, I literally, everything had almost normalized, but the stress triggered it so bad. And I was telling people about the cortisol, different stuff that I've heard, the little things I've heard where I'm like, we're literally just killing ourselves every moment from worrying about what could happen and what is happening at that moment. Yeah. Well, and and it's exactly right, Lex, because what happens is is our bodies are, for the most part, still designed like they were back in the Stone Age. And back then, our bodies were designed for short bursts of adrenaline and cortisone to help us deal with the stress of, you know, outrunning a T-Rex or a saber-toothed tiger, (laughs) you know. But nowadays, because we are constantly on with our technology, we're mentally stressed and our minds have so much power over our bodies that we're constantly dumping into our, our, our when we get mentally stressed, we are constantly dumping into our bodies uh, the cortisol, the adrenaline that is not necessary. And the cor- the direct correlation that happens is if, 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 a, if a, a doctor said, oh, okay, well, diabetes doesn't directly cause uh or I'm sorry, stress does not uh, directly cause uh, diabetes. What happens is when we're stressing ourselves out, we create cellular inflammation. And Mm -hmm. that cellular inflammation is what then directly causes diabetes, heart disease, cancer, etc. Because our bodies are trying to fight this and it doesn't know, you know, it just knows one way. It's like, okay, that uh, we're going to either fight, we're going to flight or, you know, it, it, it basically we, we have to do this response. But if we're keeping on dumping it in, it's these false starts, these false starts, these false starts that eventually something in our body breaks down and says, I've had enough. And that's what happened to me. And, and that's what I'm, I'm educating uh, my peers and, uh, and others about, you know, it's not worth it. Because, you know, for me now with the diabetes, I have to be stuck checking it regularly. Um, I have to be taking medication for the rest of my life. Um, I have the potential, like what 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 would happen to your uncle, that I could be losing, uh, you know, uh, parts of my body because it's not managed properly. I mean, it's just it's it's horrible. Yeah, and yeah. you know, others others they they get the strokes, they get the cancer, and it's just it can be avoided if you listen to what your body is telling you and there's early signs that even before you get any disease there's early signs that your body will tell you for you know uh things like you start getting a lot of neck and 
and back aches because you've been stressed. That's a, you know, that's a classic early sign. And if you just ignore it, um, that then it starts progressing to get worse and worse. You know, the, the migraine headaches, um, it might, you know, weight fluctuations, uh, you know, those are the kind of things that your body's saying, hey, if something's not right, you better check it out and take care of yourself. That's what I was thinking. Too. I was just about to ask you about the headaches because I was thinking, I'm like, man, I, I'm not a headache person at all. But like, I mean, man, I've been getting headaches like there's no tomorrow. Like, I feel like they're going to uh-huh. just knock me down. And some people, I mean, I thought my lash outs were, and I do have lash outs where people are just like, hey, Lex, Lex. And I'm like, what do you want? <laughs> just in my head. I'm in my head trying to figure out. And I noticed that I could be in a great mood. And all of a sudden I start thinking of something or see something. Uh, or yeah. read something and I'm like irritated immediately and I'm just like oh my gosh and I, I lose thought into that moment of just letting the stress build and then I just pop off and I'm just well, like, oh gosh what, what you're talking about I mean it's very similar I mean it, it, it you know when we're stressed too you know if you think from a mental standpoint you know uh, the lack of concentration we're thinking oh, I, I'm having trouble really concentrating on a particular thought or you know, it's it, lashing out on, on people. It could go, there's a lot of people who have mood swings where all of a sudden, um, they're, you know, happy and all of a sudden something, you know, something comes along, someone, something comes along that turns your day sideways. And the next thing you know, you're lashing out, you're, you're angry, etc., or you get these panic attacks that you, you didn't have before, or you're, you've got this anxiety over, uh, some future event that, uh, you know, really you're worrying about unnecessarily um and sadly they know a lot of people in the the uh, uh the opioid uh, addiction that anything that's prescription drug or alcohol addiction that's a mental thing because what we're trying to do is we're trying to escape from the stressors that um we don't want to face yeah that's you know that is that that is definitely hitting every point that I feel like what's going on. It's almost like you're like my little crystal ball right now. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, well, just so like seeing that. The headaches, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that if, if, if you know your body and, you know, we all get headaches, but if you're reaching like for the Excedrin bottle every day or every other day, there's something wrong because you shouldn't be needing it that, that often. Yeah. I was telling my friend that, I mean, I, I had asked uh, him, I think a couple of days ago, I'm like, how's everything going? He goes, oh, I don't know. I'm through a half a bottle of Tylenol already in the next couple of days. I'm over there. I said, well, wait a minute. You're taking these things like Skittles. Like, uh-huh. I mean, you're popping them and popping them. It's okay. I'll breathe it through. And I thought about, I don't know. It was, I mean, like I tell people, I know all you who are listening in from now to when to then who will be getting this. Um, it's just the whole point of understanding that I, I, I don't have every quote down to the T, but it was something that I saw. And it was one of the Instagram posts and it said, if you're living in, if you're depressed, you're living in the past. And if you're anxious um, and are feeling stressed, you're living in the future. And if you're, you're, you know, basically balancing yourself off to be calm, you're, you're in the present right now. And I was like, yeah, because I mean, the same thing is, is we cannot control what happens tomorrow. We can't. And then when we already have enough to deal with for today, my mom always says, live for today and hope for every tomorrow. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And she goes, and that's the motto I've been using too for like different, the different inmate programs I use. I look at that as myself too, because a lot of us are prisoners 
are in oh, our God. mentality. And some of them who are excelled in are freer than we could ever be out here. We think because we can go to a park or look at something or download some cool video or whatever else or, you know, whatever, go trash talk the neighbor. We're okay. Uh-huh. But we're literally locked inside the stress ball of something completely happening and then we're creating these things to happen and get more sick from the stress in our bodies so therefore we're even having more of a inner pandemic uh going on so we have to go to the hospital for even more issues at this point and now yep. people are fearing to even go to the hospital at this point yep. yeah it's crazy exactly yeah. well and it's interesting too because i had a conversation with a man who was living on the street in a tent underneath a freeway not that long ago and you're talking about you know the 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 people who are uh inmates but this man completely sane not you know nothing nothing you know because we 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 have this stereotype that oh there must be something wrong with somebody who lives on the street exactly he was doing it by choice he said that living off the grid he didn't have the regular stressors that i had and all the people around him that passed him each day he wasn't asking for money nothing like that he was perfectly happy, and it just because he didn't have to worry about paying his bills, paying the taxes, getting up and going to work, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's interesting how it's all in your perspe- perspective, and yeah. you know, I always believe perception is your reality. So if you are perceiving that you know the world is horrible and you are just a victim in it, that is how you're going to act. However, if you think about it like, all right, you know, a great, a great way to kind of try and snap out of if you wake up, it's like, oh, you know, we all have those days where you wake up and it's another day and you don't want to do anything. <laughs> I know a that. Great, you know, a great way to kind of snap yourself out of it is to just ask yourself, is there anyone else in the world having it worse than me right now? Yeah. And really think about that. Yeah. You know, there's so much that we can be grateful for in any situation if we really look for it. It yeah. really is. I mean, and bottom line, first thing for, you know, if, if let's say you're broke, but do you have your health? What did we say before? Without your health, nothing else matters. So you, if you have your health, you can recover. You can do something. You've got time. Yeah. So it's, it's, it, it's all in how we perceive things. And we, you know, the worst thing we can do is get into that victim mode and you know blame everybody else instead of just picking ourselves up and taking responsibility for our own selves because that's the only thing we can tr- control ourselves we can't control the future we can't control what's going on with covid-19 we can't we, ha- we can't even control you know the person closest to us we can't control another another being yeah exactly we can only, we can only control ourselves and it's our responsibility to take responsibility for ourselves i mean there's people who can't even control their bladder i mean oh, like yeah, i get exactly. to that i'm just saying i get to that point if i have not and i had too many gatorades and some tea look move out of the way quick uh-huh. i'm just like exactly. at that point well, the body just saying look it's time God yeah. and you know and isn't it funny where where I, at least with my body on something like that the closer I get to the toilet and stuff, the more I have to go. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, don't run the water. I don't want to hear it. I'm like, don't, don't let me hear the bathroom door slam because I know I have to wait. That really irritates me right there. I'm like, oh, come on. I just, I was just thinking about going there. You couldn't read my mind like to that point of going there. And I, 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 I think about that. I don't know. Like I said, I said the quotes are bad, but. It, it was like the lilies of the field. It was saying something about how the birds, I, I saw the birds. They don't, 
They don't freak out. You know, they just go, they find their meal. They live that Zen life. And like you said, some people do it by choice. And a lot of like some of the things I was working on besides aquaponics and different things with eco, eco sustainability um, was I told people, they're like, man, what are you going to do when you reach this platform, Lex, and you get all these people? And don't you want to have the Oprah effect? And I'm like, yeah, where it matters to me and where I believe it matters most. And that is the point where my dream, um, even though people see millions, yeah, you could do a lot with a lot more greenery. But my dream is to have about a good 20,000 acres and just sit there on a makeshift ranch and have an aquaponics and walk out there with some orange juice in my bathroom with my dogs running. Like that is my go. thing to wake up and just like how I told my mom I'm like how did it taste an apple taste a hundred years ago or how did it feel to wake up plant your seeds know where your food was going to come from and not worry about like you said getting up for work going through traffic is there a car problem did your co-worker get pissed off at you for something you didn't know you did is the restaurant going to be closed can you afford to take someone out to an expensive dinner but I, a matter of perspective is do we live on a status mindset too because that gentleman you were speaking of and different ones I talk about are like man I have to get out i have to get a job and people are going to look at me weird in society and i'm like at the end of the day what matters to you most is going to be your reality i mean that is the truth yeah. because if i look true. at that too and i'm like well did i put my makeup on right or my face looks kind of weird today i'm like well am i thinking that for myself or am i thinking that for the people who have to look at me mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't matter it's how you think of yourself yeah that's so if the makeup makes you feel better about yourself put it on yeah exactly you know? and so it's it's it, it, it is it's true and and I, you know it's it's we just we're we fall into the inner critic mode so often and we beat ourselves up unnecessarily we don't need to do that and so you know it's a matter of you know, first liking yourself and then loving yourself. And then that, you know, your mindset starts to change yeah. once you're able to do that. And remember that you can't get, you know, you, a lot of us, you know, have grew up having to try and get um, the approval of a parent and or approval of a boss or something like that. The thing is, do you really need that approval? Because the only person that you should be getting approval from is yourself. You should be happy with who you are and if you're not happy with who you are you change it up to yeah. get there and you know and, and it just it's it's a matter of visualizing you mentioned about the uh, the 20 acres and a great way to uh I, I, lo- I love doing this activity with people where i just say create a vision board of what you want and the vision board is so like let's say if you want those 20 acres what does that look like and then you know, go Google pictures uh, on on uh, uh, that, that that emphasize that. Print them out and then start pasting them onto a vision board or a vision binder. You know, if you don't have room to put up on a on a wall, and look at that every day. Because if you visualize it and you keep thinking, this is what I'm this is what I'm going for. This is this is what I what I want. You are setting your mindset up to get that. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why, I mean, Steve Harvey was saying something about that too, how he was living in his car for so long and different things like that. He just kept seeing this land 
and putting it up there and putting it up there. And uh-huh. finally, he just had just enough where the guy was like, look, I'm in a foreclosure, some other land. I'll give you all this land right here. Just give me what you got at that point. And I'm like, man, that's that's the, the simple life. I tell people it's a simple life to me because you don't have to overstress about the things that really aren't so difficult to just kind of let go of. But we structured ourselves to believe this is what we need to survive. This is what we need to be uh, adequate. And, and I used to feel like that downtown too would be like, what do you mean you you didn't see this TV show. Where are you living under a rock? And I'm like, I'm reading a book. I mean, why don't you pick one up? And I was exactly. like, <laughs> and they're like, well, what do you mean you haven't went to this restaurant? It's been here for like five years. I'm like, it's not the point of not wanting to tip the waiter because when I do out, I'm, that's why people love me because I'm not too, you know, crazy with it. But when I go out there, it's, it's okay. I, I enjoy it. I'm sitting with them, but I feel myself at the table with my colleagues and my friends and I love you guys, but I feel myself forcing myself to be there, not because I don't want to be with them, but because I'm trying to uphold the mannerism and what we're all sitting there for. You know, the people come over to the table, we're sitting there with their nails done, our lipstick all smiling. It's nice, but I'm like, okay, I want to go to a party now like i just want to sit somewhere and enjoy it and i tell people too like the reason why we can enjoy life itself uh when we're sitting in nature is because nature is balanced and no matter how many things we throw at it how much garbage and litter we throw at it how many poisons and toxins are thrown in the water yeah it throws stuff off way off balance but it always has a way of coming right back and balancing it out. Even like the bees know what to do. They know how to. I was just watching that last night about a beehive uh, going on. They know how to accept the queen, what they're looking for, pheromones. Like they know all of that. The tree knows how to replenish itself. They know when to sprout. Everything is a seed that we plant. And when we're not putting the right seeds in our own gardens, we're putting cyanide instead of putting some very crystal clear sweet water. Um, that's when we get all this stuff right here. So in your, you know, in your view of everything and how you went through it and your expertise on dealing with stress on that, especially to deal with what you're going through, how can people and I, myself, please help me. Um, how can we learn <laughs> Professor P to get some of that? Cause I need, I, I know I need, I know thousands of you are listening right here. I'm not trying to be greedy. But I need some help too. Like I need the help. <laughs> well, and I, 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 you know, and that, I, you can believe me. I, I, I'm pretty busy as it is. You know, tell, uh, giving people to paint because each person, each person's situation is different. Absolutely. So there isn't a, there isn't a one size fits all. That's why in the book I have over a hundred tips, and they're designed so that you take a couple of minutes, try it out. If it works for you, continue to use it, and if it doesn't, try another one. You didn't invest very much time, but I'll tell you one that is very popular uh, with a lot of people because of what we've got going on right now um, is, and we kind of touched upon it, Lex, earlier, Uh but I like to call it the don't try to control the uncontrollable. So in the situation, let's take the COVID-19 situation. What is it that when we're faced with a stressful situation, it is human nature to worry about everything about it, everything. Yeah. And if you look closer at it, usually from a mind share standpoint, you're roughly 50% is within your control and 50% is not in your control. So what I suggest to people is, okay, draw two circles. One, cir- one circle is what you can, get, you can control. The other circle is what you can't control. And list out the things that you can and can't control in both circles. And then once you have that list complete, focus as much of a hundred 
90% of your mind share on what you can control, ignoring all the things you can't control. So we can't control what the government does about COVID-19. You can't control your neighbor. You can't control, you know, somebody not wearing their mask at the grocery store. What can you control? You can control wearing a mask yourself. You can control washing your hands uh, regularly. You can control your mind share of saying, I'm not going to let this break down. And what happens is if you focus your attention 100% on what you can control, when we as humans feel like we have control, our stress goes way, way down. And that is a just a fundamental mind share practice. Only focus on what you have, you can change, that you can control, and everything else, let everything else work itself out because it doesn't matter. You worry about it, it's not going to change anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we had some, uh, I mean, a lot of people have some of uh, different groups as far as RDDC and the different listeners have been on a board. Uh, we had about maybe 15, last 1700 emails that I think Angela said, uh, different ones that knew and stuff like that. So when they knew this episode was going to be uh, being aired, they were like, hey, let's let's understand this from a COVID understanding. I said, well, no, that's not just a COVID understanding. Like you said, those are the things we can control. And those are things we can't control. And I looked at that and I started seeing the divorce rate skyrocket um, when people were just like, I didn't know who I was living with. But I will say this as a public service announcement on here is that I have found from the feedback when people say, I didn't know my kids the way I know them now. The positive things we can control. Being able to say, oh, I wish I had a vacation from work. Oh, I wish I had this. And it doesn't have to be a vacation, but you have, we have to look at the positive perspectives in it and say, this is a time where I wanted to have a barbecue and just relax back. This is a time where I can't control what's going on with my money or my paycheck at this point. But what are you going to do? Suffer and just keep stressing out over what you can't control or what we can or enjoy the moment of where you're at at this very moment itself. And we find a lot of things that we never needed to begin with i mean honestly i see it as a blessing some people see it as a curse you know and they're like oh well your life's designed no you can design your life the way you want it to now you can kind of look at what's going on with it and say well this is the things that i've noticed before these are the things i can change right now all this stuff so if you start looking at stuff instead of a as a blessing instead of a curse you won't feel like you're cursed every single day and that's one thing I have learned to help me. The only thing that really gets me is just learning how to calm down on the Hershey's chocolate. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I should pick up a, a sirloin or something. Maybe I should pick up some more tofu burgers with my mom. I don't know. I just feel like I'm in, indulging in the moment that I'm like, this is kind of like a movie for me that we're in. And you are in your own movie. So I'm like, well, whatever the next chapter is going to be, I'm just going to roll with the punches and make it work. I guess. You know, it's, it, it's interesting. Um, about you know the the, the whole movie um, metaphor that you used because um, it's you know we all have get into these arguments that we'll have especially you know at home if if um, we're not used to being around our our family members as much as we are right now and you know if you get into an argument one of those arguments that after it, after it happens it sticks with you the next day <laughs> the next yeah. week the next month kind of a thing. What I, I, I use as a great technique here is so so imagine, you know, think about the last time that you had an argument that was like that, Lex. So think about that person, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you imagine looking at that person in the context of that 
that argument. Um, and if there's, if it's still pretty raw that you're still mad at that person, then what you do is after kind of gauging from like a scale of one to 10, one being low, 10 being high, their level of, uh, of emotion that's tied to uh, that encounter with that person, then what you do is you imagine yourself sitting in a movie theater, empty movie theater, and you're watching a movie of you and that other person having that argument. And then once you imagine yourself with that, gauge from one to 10, what's your level of emotion? Chances are it's going to go down significantly. And then what you can do is if it's not, if it doesn't go, let's say from an eight down to a one or a two, what you can do then is say, all right, imagine yourself in the projector booth of that theater, looking at yourself sitting in the theater, watching the movie of you and that other person having that argument. And then it drops down to a one or a two. And it, what it is, is it's a simple disassociation technique in our mind. And what happens is the farther we can separate ourselves from that encounter in our mind, the less the emotional charge. You know, I was thinking about that movie, that movie mind. Like when I get in arguments with the people or I feel irritated, I just look at it as a third person perspective. And I'm like, wow. Like I just, I'm like, wow, this is really happening. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, let me pause and rewind. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Let me exactly. rewind it. So the next time any of your listeners have that argument, and it's it's one that it's sticking with, and it's one of those arguments, try that technique. It's it's that simple disassociation. It works really well. Yeah, you know what? That lighten that lighten is enlightening to lighten. <laughs> I'm just saying the <laughs> We have hashtag Professor PD Pablo. Okay, <laughs> I told him I was going to put that out there. Hashtag Professor PD Pablo. <laughs> I'll he, take I'll take all that traffic. He, yeah, he is the he is the hashtag professor rapper to tell you what's going on with that stress in your life and all the things that could happen with it. So you have your book, you have different techniques out there, and what can people get a chance to kind of dive into once they do reach over to your website or different ones that you can kind of lead them to the water a little bit. Oh, yeah. So what I would do is I'd have them go to the website and just go to the blog. And each week uh, I post uh, a, uh, an individual easy to implement tip. And so and I'm just drawing those from the book. And so they can go in there and I have over 80, oh, I think there's like 85 now because um, I've been posting them for the last couple of years. And so uh, they can go in there, try one out. I have both the video as well as uh, the text. So if you just want to read it, if you want to listen to me tell you how to do it, um, and give it a try. That's the thing. It's imagine uh, using these stress relief techniques like, you know, back in the days when we used to get to go to the restaurant and look at a menu and pick what we wanted to try. You do that with the stress relief tips. You try it. See, give it a, give it a chance. If it works for you, cool. Continue to do it and make that a regular practice. So, for example, you know, we, we were talking earlier, Lex, about uh, gratitude. Gratitude was the very first tip that I, I published because I have that as a daily ritual. At the end of every uh, day, my wife and I ask each other, what are we grateful for? And we, some, you know, look back on our day and we say, well, grateful for this, grateful for that. I always start with I'm grateful for my health because all else is secondary. 
as I said, nothing else matters if you don't have your help. And then I start listing out all the, the rest of the things. And it's just a re-emphasis uh, on the fact that there were good things. Even if you had one of those days where you just assume forget, there were some things that were good. Even if it's the smallest of things like, hey, uh, you know, I... Uh, uh, it didn't rain on me as I was going from one place to another, or, you know, I was able to connect with a certain person on the phone or, or on, on, uh, on zoom or something like that, or somebody, you know, said something to me that made me feel better. Minor things like that, or heck, you know, I'm grateful that I've got a roof over my head so that I'm not, you know, I'm not in the rain, let's say you know, simple things like that. And that's, you know, so I, I highly encourage, uh, uh, your listeners to just go there, subscribe because I, you know, I don't spam anybody. I just send once a week. I send out the the uh, the next uh, tip, and uh, and then occasionally I have a guest post that somebody sends me that I think my my uh, subscribers will enjoy, and and uh, it it really helps. Uh, you know, people love love the free uh, free uh, techniques. You know what I will say? You can spam me any day you need to. <laughs> You can spam me any day, Professor Petey Pablo Alexander. Stop. I'm like, I don't have a problem with that. Let's do a little exercise. When you were talking about that, let's do just a little exercise before we get this closing chapter here. Sure. I want to (laughs) say, this might be a little Kanye West rant kind of thing, but it's not really. So I'm going to say it to all the emails that I've kind of blinked over over the years, all the ones that recently came in and what's going on in our lives. We are thankful, okay, or you can put, I'm going to put you, okay. I'm thankful for, or I'm thankful for having that guy break up with me because now I got a chance to spend time with myself. I'm thankful for, you know, my girlfriend and I being together or my wife and I being together because I have a wonderful partner to wake up to or just be around and come to and confide. I'm thankful for the server that sits down in the restaurants we used to sit there and eat at and who, who service their time away from their family to be there to give me my fork and my knife so I could stuff my face. I'm so I'm thankful for, you know, the ones that got out there who accepted my $5 tip when I could have gave them a 20. Let's be real here. No shade. And then on top of that, <laughs> let's be real. Let's be crystal clear. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for being able to walk down the street and not have gum stick to my shoe every minute because there's people out there servicing the world. I'm thankful for being able to have my dog look at me every single day, knowing that I should give them an extra biscuit. I'm thankful for a lot of things. And I'm also thankful for the rain so it can nurture the earth. I'm thankful for the things that come on when it has to do with what I see as bad is also good. And what I see as good can also be used for the bad. And I will say this out there, and I love this and it's been sticking with me for the story of the the gentleman with his son and the horses. An old man was sitting out there and he basically said, I'm going to remind everybody, um, his son was at home doing his thing. And all of a sudden, one wild horse showed up. I mean, it could be a different scenario. Um, everybody else knows, but that's what happened. And then all of a sudden, the neighbors came out and said, oh, that's great. You have a wild horse. He goes, maybe. So all of a sudden, again, the next day, five more wild horses showed up. Oh, that's great. His neighbor said, maybe. They couldn't understand why the guy kept saying maybe. So all of a sudden, his son was over, his older son or whatever, was in the back, sitting there trying to train and tame the wild horses and bucked him off and it flipped him off and it broke his leg in like three pieces, whatever happened. Obviously, the kid was in pain and they said, oh, what misfortune happened to your son? The guy said, maybe. 
And then all of a sudden the regime came in and wanted to recruit all the young men in town. Some people screaming and hold their sons back or not. All of a sudden they looked and they said, no, he's not going to be healed for a while. We don't need him. We can't use him. Let's leave him behind. And they looked and said, oh, isn't that a blessing? Your son was saved from not being in the regime. And he said, maybe. So the whole thing is, is we look at things and say, well, that's a great thing that happened. And he's saying, well, maybe it is, it's not. My son not going there, who knows? But it's a flip of a coin. And that's what, heads or tails, that's what it is. I mean, obviously a lot of people have heads, some people have tails, but at the end of the day, if you're going to be a donkey, be a great one. Facts. Yeah. I'm just- <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great story that just says, look, again, it's all in your perspective. It's it is all in your perspective. It's all in that perspective. And if um if anyone would want to have any more information, I'm going to have Professor P. Alexander's information or Angela's gonna put that up too. Uh when it airs and Tony gets a schedule out for the real double dose channel You're gonna have his whole bio, his links, and so much more. But until then, all you who are live on demand downloads and all your support, you can check out www. Pete Alexander.com. That's P E T E Alexander, A L E X A N D E R.com for more of that because I will be getting some stress, <laughs> some stress information. And Angela and I and Tony will definitely be using that. And I thank you for that because we need to have some things going on and check out that lightened stress relief model thing because at, at the end of the day, the book itself is definitely beyond a book when you uh, when we all look at the fact that the information inside of it is not just a book it's the guide to understanding how to avoid circumstances that can be avoided from what you're doing right now what we're doing without even realizing it's going on i mean sometimes watching a movie is not going to take your mind off of there it's going to be looking at that book or reading the chapters to something that is going to bring your mind to healing your body from a state of where it could get worse at so yeah, I just want to put that out there. So we thank you so much, uh, Professor Pete, for coming on there. Um, hashtag Professor Pete Pablo. Sorry. I'm not- <laughs> Lex, thank you so much for having me on the show. And I really thank uh, your listeners for their time as well. Yeah, I mean, you're amazing. Hey, don't worry. This ain't our final chapter now. So I just want to put okay. that out there. We, we're not, we don't just let, we don't just let wonderful people go, Petey Pablo. We just don't do that here, but I'm just. <laughs> saying but we do we do appreciate and we love and and your blessings and i hope everyone's family stays safe i hope your family stays safe uh you're amazing um so remember everyone on there who's tuning in to remember to be the change feel the passion embrace the power of that wonderful spirit from within that's calling you and for you to also nurture it we love you you're amazing and we'll be back with you very 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 soon